0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Lucy again. Thanks for joining us. And I have... Somebody super fun that's been on my show before as my guest. Um, And, oh, I forgot your quote for the day. So here it is. When you look at people who are successful, you will find that they aren't the people who are motivated, but have consistency in their motivation. And that's a quote by Arsene Wigner, Wigner, however it's pronounced. (laughs) So... Uh, before we get started, just a reminder that I have a website called lucydumascoaching.com. If you ever want to reach out to me, you can send me a, a message from there. You can email me at lucydumas.com. At Lucy I love to support you in any way that I can. So Go there, reach out, and also thanks, if you haven't already, for subscribing and rating and reviewing this show. All right, let's get going. So my guest today is a commercial photographer and videographer. He's a master craftsman photographer, and he has other degrees in his state and locally, Colby McLemore. He prides himself on exceptional storytelling. And this sparked his love of conversational presentations. He enjoys engaging crowds in a laid back approach that arms participants in something actionable. Craftsman degree was a natural fit as he'd already been teaching photography at the University of Tennessee, doing workshops and presenting at enthusiastic camera clubs thoroughly. So he loves teaching as well as photography. And he also loves letters behind his name. So if you're a part of the Professional Photographers of America or your your own national program, you'll know that those letters uh, mean you've done a lot of hard work. He's been um, on boards and PPA Council and other affiliates. So he is involved in our community and in our profession is the moral of that story. Uh, (laughs) Did I get that all? Uh, uh covered that enough. Oh, he's also won ASP state awards, Fuji awards, Kodak award awards, top 10 grand national. So he's also a really great photographer and uh-huh. a fun, a fun guy. <laughs> so Colby well, welcome.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to be here again. Um, real pleasure. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So we, if you want more Colby, you can go back to maybe a year and a half ago, and we had a great conversation there and um, we're going to have another good one now. So can you give us the Cliff Notes version of your background, how you got into photography?
0: Uh, well, for me, it was a family uh, affair. My father was deeply into it. I ran into a different career for a while as a realtor and it became a tool for me, um, photographing all the properties, the resorts. Uh, I lived in Sevier County in Tennessee, where Dollywood is, a lot of entertainment, um, uh, hospitality work. Moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, close to there. Did a lot of editorial work there for a while with travel destination work. And then as I got here, I moved more and more into the commercial work. Um, I am a photographer that uh did photography before i turned it into a business a lot of people turn it into a business and then a photographer um but that has as you mentioned i do a lot of engagement in the community and that's where i came from is from the photographic community
1: Mm, okay good good to know so um one of the topics we want to cover and i know you have new goals for 2022 and i think they're kind of in line with this um Can you share your 2022 intentions
0: briefly? Uh, 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 Briefly is a good question. So when I started that, I had a list and I just kept adding and adding and adding. And it was all very tactical oriented. It's this and that and that. And my coach was saying, hey, you don't need to be so tactical. What's the overview? And the overview for me is, is I've got a lot of business. It's a matter of I'm wanting to do less work to obtain that business. Um, or process that business, or and or make more money through the business that I've got. So the motto is more for less for 2022. All um, right, efficiencies.
1: Okay, so I know that one of the things that you're big on is, is the concept of consistency and how important that is. So can you um, share more about First of all, like, what does that mean? Why is it helpful? Um, I'm not going to fill in the blanks. I'll let you start. Let's talk about consistency.
0: Well, well, I could run in a lot of different directions with that. So um, each customer that I have after I am have delivered the images to them, I want to follow up with them because I'm always wanting to get repeat customers and getting word of mouth and testimonials and build that relationship. And with the number of customers I have, I cannot do that without a process. So part of that consistency is just creating processes. Uh, If I don't have a process, I just would never be able to do it. And I've got processes from the initial call to um, photographing to delivering the images and then following up. I am a space cadet. I am such a space cadet. Um, But if I have a process and my computer reminds me, hey, do step two on this person, do step five on that person, I can create habits, just go to that computer as opposed to trying to remember to do anything because Mm. if there's a squirrel nearby, I'm running. (laughs) Okay, so uh, the overview picture is
1: what I'm hearing that you and probably a lot of us who are creatives you lean into the processes you've set up in your business the that, that um so that you're not distracted or when you're distracted you know where you were what to come back to
0: definitely and, and that was just beat into me as a child. I'm dyslexic. And, um, forever as a child, they said, Hey, get processes, get processes. And yeah. I never felt like it really stuck. Um, until now as an adult reflecting, I'm like, wow, they taught me that when I was a, a little boy and it, it actually worked yeah. education works. Yeah. And so why do you think
1: consistency, you know, we've always heard slow and steady wins the game. Um, uh, why do you think that, wins out over like bursts of enthusiasm, or I, I'm trying to get like, like I'm trying to sink my teeth into the bigger picture of consistency.
0: Um, so the, a, a, a part of the business that I really focus on is marketing and that's, has made my business. If I didn't have people coming in, obviously, I wouldn't be making money. And if you send out just one ad, nobody's going to remember that. But I think if they see your business, I've heard from seven to 20 times, then they're more likely to remember you. So ah. just a cornerstone of marketing is consistency that you just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Um, it's the only way that I've found to succeed in anything is creating habits uh, that lead to a consistent result
1: what are like a couple things that you just keep doing over and over again that you find reap the most benefits?
0: Okay. One um, recently, so uh, through COVID, uh, a lot of people's businesses have been uh, up and down. And one thing that really worked for me, and it's, it's always the obvious things that I miss. Um, and this is one I knew, um, but I was listening to a uh a headshot photographer and they did companies and I do whole companies. And then all of a sudden they said, um, you need to follow up with them. I'm like, yeah, I follow up with them. And then the next thing he said is, is, um, send them an email saying, Hey, do you need any additional portraits from your last one? And then just through consistency of listening to podcasts, that's where I listened. I got that one. I listened to a bunch of podcasts and all of a sudden I heard that and I implemented it. All I did is I put it into my computer, remind me every four months to uh, reach out to them. And this week, I think I've got five, five headshots I'm doing this week just because I've sent that email out. It made a revolutionary difference in my business. And how basic is that? The thing is, is will I remember to do it? And if I have a process, now I do remember it. Okay. So what's
1: your process to help you remember? Like, we all, so we all have different, I don't know, brain systems. Mm-hmm. And for me, I need to use a lot of visual. I, when I, um, when I was doing lots and lots of weddings, I set up a bin system. I used magazine file folders and I had shelves and the top shelf meant that the film came back from the lab and, and a client had those negatives in the bin and labeled. And so I knew I needed to call and, you know, get the order to de- mm-hmm. deliver the proofs back in the olden days and get the order then once they ordered it went to the next shelf and got in you know in the flow and then when it was ready to deliver it went to the next shelf so that works for me that was before there were online systems right. some people do great with um like big whiteboards and you mm-hmm. you put the the name in one column and then you have a checklist so, Some people have uh, CRMs. So Mm -hmm. what's your system? What, what works for you, Colby?
0: So the last one that you mentioned is, is what I leverage. So my father was a a computer professor. So before there were really consumer computers, we had the newest and greatest and wonderful uh, Apple IIEs and um, Commodore 64s and way back. So I've learned to integrate uh, technology much more than a lot of people do. So what I use is uh, what you mentioned, a CRM, a customer relationship management program. What it does is it comes up on my computer, it comes up on my cell phone, and it creates lists of tasks and then tasks that I could say, this is the day I have a shoot. And then it populates a bunch of tasks before that that I need to prepare for. They're called Uh action plans. So those action plans are are key.
1: What's your favorite CRM?
0: Uh, Good question. So I'm right now uh, in between. I'm using ACT. Um, About 10, 15 years ago, there were two that were fighting head to head against each other. One was called Salesforce. And another one was called ACT. Um, They were the two big names in town. And I like using the big names in town because they usually stay around. ACT is still around, but it was a loser um, Salesforce was the winner. Um, so as I'm looking at it, it's becoming less and less uh, feature rich. And I'm looking at some alternatives. One that's grabbed my attention is 17 hats. Um, I've not used it, so I'm not sure if I'm going to, but that is a goal of 2022, but that's a big hairy audacious goal because that's switching from one CRM with all my contacts of, you know, about 2,500 people and then all the tasks and all the documents and everything, not the images, um, to transfer that, uh, over is, yeah. is scary.
1: I just switched, uh, from MailChimp to Flowdesk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a virtual assistant do all that for me, uh, cause I've got some auto responders and, and my clients and different things. So you don't always have to do it. All yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I have I used 17 hats for a while. It is very user-friendly in my experience. It has some limitations, but for people like me that need things to be graphically appealing, I liked that. Um, There's another one for people that are up on this called Asana. Have you heard of Asana?
0: I have not heard of that as a CRM.
1: You can build it. I think it's Asana, not like taking a sauna. Asana. A-S-A-N-A. Um, you can build it any way you want, so you can create your own modules, um, mm-hmm. and it's very economical. But yeah, it's so if people are listening and they wonder about other ones. There's Honeybooks. There's Dubsado. Um So to, when I was using that, and for me, it's just not my ideal um, way to stay organized. Uh, but I entered the workflow of each client, like I had a workflow schedule. And what I loved is every morning, as long as I checked off what I already did, you, I'd g- get a report of like what's next in each client. Is that, is that how you use that? Can can you tell me more about, um, it was something that you used a task list. Anyway, can you flesh it out a little bit as someone that is not as um, experienced
0: using those? So what it, it, it more or less just tells me to whatever to do completely. So my girlfriend says that I wake up in the, in the morning, and then I look over at, Act or the CRM, and it tells me breathe in and breathe out because it just <laughs> controls everything. So, what it has is it's got a calendar. So, it has all my different sessions on there. If I'm doing different chamber events, it's on there. It'll have reminders, it'll slave it to my cell phone. It would have a contact. In examples I might have a contact with Lucy Dumas. And then it would have your telephone number, all that. So it slaves to the phone. So I can call from there or I can email you or I can text you. Mm-hmm. And then if I do email you or text you or anything, it keeps all that information in one place. So I'm not having to look all over the place for that. Mm-hmm. And then if I was going to be doing a photo shoot with you, an example, say a headshot, and it was going to be next week. I could say, hey, the headshot's going to be next week, and then set up an action plan. And then I could say, Lucy Dumas, headshot on this day. And then it would tell me today, it would say, hey, send out uh, the confirmation email that you have the session. Here's a link to how to prepare for a portrait. Then it would tell me the next day to um, invite you to the google calendar so it can automatically slave to your calendar the day before i would send out an email or a reminder uh, if it's an on-site shoot it would tell me to um, pack all the equipment and the car so mm. what it does it just makes sure that i don't forget one of the millions of tasks a lot of people just figure well i don't have that much business working so i don't need that much management but the challenge is is once you do need it then you don't have the time to create it right Uh, right
1: easier to put it in place initially because it sounds like a lot of front end work to plan and figure it out and because it 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 doesn't know anything you don't enter into it correct it's not it's not a a mind reader
0: (laughs) It isn't, but there's a bunch of people out there like you, you know, the processes of the type of photography you do. I know the processes of the type of photography I do. There are a lot of people who are advanced photographers that they know what those action plans are. And if you just sit down with them, they could tell you and flesh one out. It is, it is much more daunting thinking about it, but just with a little bit of support. Uh, You can get a lot of help if you know a bunch of photographers. And that's why I like the photographic community is everybody's so giving.
1: Right, right, right. So I see where that consistency, habits, repetition fall in line. Um, The consistency for you, what I hear is it starts with consistently paying attention to your CRM getting everything put in place and then consistently checking it off once you've done it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you have to tell it, I've already done that, but that it's your, rather than waking up in the morning and checking Facebook (laughs) just Mm -hmm. for fun and what your friends have been talking about, you, you check your, it's basically like your boss. Okay, boss. What's what's up for today. And then, and then you report to your boss what you've done.
0: Am I on track with that? Definitely, and there's sort of some carryover on that for me. So. I work a lot on repeat customers and referrals. So what I do is once we, if me and you had done a shoot at the end of the shoot, I've got an action plan afterwards. And one of the things it says is uh, make sure you friendship um, Lucy Dumas on Facebook, make sure you um, connect with her business. And then it reminds me every 34 or 48 days, reach out to her business and like her post make a comment on it. And what it does is it artificially builds a relationship that ends up being real, because now I know she went on a vacation, she likes doing this, she's um, helping this person out. And then after a while, an automated system um, turns out with honest, um, heartfelt results. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, I love it.
1: I love it. Uh, You know, for me, the getting all that put into place at first feels like the like I've got my things, or otherwise, I wouldn't have stayed in business for 40 years and um, been able to then in this last seven or eight be coaching people and so forth. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, putting in the time into thinking through things. And then what I'm hearing you saying is the consistency of letting it do its work. And actually following up on it, um, I don't know, results in gold. And
0: yeah, that's awesome. And I think you're right. I, I think the, it's front and heavy. Uh, with a little bit of help with somebody who's gone through the system, it's not as daunting. And I would suggest somebody do that. And it's usually people who move to CRM. One has experience with the benefits of it because the consistency you can't beat. Um, or people who are at a point that there's too many pain points, and that's a solution—a CRM. Yeah, yes,
1: and I'm sure there are coaches and other uh, virtual assistants and different people that can help with that specific um, need. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel, we, or you know, ask our friends to do it for free either or people that can do trades for what you do. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just processing all of this and, and uh, sometimes my mind and what I'm thinking, and then what comes out of my mouth is, is, uh, <laughs> isn't super clear. And I'm feeling like that right now, but yeah. Um, Yeah, why am I going into Uh, self-judgment? I'm sure I'm making some sense to somebody somewhere.
0: (laughs) I hear you. Um, And and I think that that's uh, a CRM helps with that. Uh, It not only has the action plans, but it it can incorporate in it template emails or scripts so that I don't have to remember how to say something ever again besides once. Once I send that email out, then I may personalize it. But the follow up email, I send three emails asking for testimonials. First one when I deliver uh, one seven days, and then one at 14 days, it stops if they did send one. But let me tell you, I get a lot of testimonials. That's an example of where consistency pays off. And if you're wanting to be at the top of the Google searches, uh, testimonials make a lot of difference. Yeah.
1: So I want to get into that in a minute. Um, I just want to see if there's anything else in the, in the consistency conversation um, that would help the listeners. So how do you keep from being overwhelmed with setting it all up? Because when when I think about it, I just think, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm a recovering perfectionist. So Mm -hmm. it feels like it could be five years of work to set that up in my mind to do it right. And I'm sure that's not true. Do you have any words of wisdom about oh, about that or the overwhelm? or I don't know. So,
0: so help, you, you, help me, Colby. <laughs> so you start with the customer. You just enter a customer and you have their information in there. And then after a while, you just use it as a Rolodex. And after you get comfortable with it being a Rolodex, um, don't try to ta- eat the, uh, what is it, the elephant in one bite, you take a bite at bite. So you can use it as your Rolodex. Once you're familiar and comfortable with it being your Rolodex, then you can add it into being your calendar. So then it's your Rolodex then you have it as your calendar. And it won't take long before you start putting tasks in there, just individual tasks that say, Hey, I'll follow up with Lucy. And you could just do it one offs. And then usually people build it that way. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, then once you learn that there's something like an action plan, then it's like, wow, this is so much easier. So again, I would start off small, just put in your customer information, then maybe move over to calendars, tasks and then action plans. And quite frankly, those four things are 90% of what I do. Okay, sounds more daunting than it is.
1: Okay, so I want to write those four down, because that definitely made me go. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it starts out with the use it as a Rolodex. Mm -hmm. And for people under 50, a Rolodex (laughs) used to be this little spinny thing that we Mm -hmm. had index cards and we put clients information on it by hand with this thing called a pen <laughs> and alphabetical order we actually had to put it in that there was no computer and then when you uh, wanted to find a client to call you spun this thing or you flip through it and there was the info okay so you use it like that basically to track clients information and then what was the number two like so then, then calendar, was that next?
0: That would be next, but let me jump into another advantage. If you just have it as your as your contact, a good uh, CRM, every time somebody emails you, it'll put it in that contact. So you don't have to go to your, um, your email and the contact is just all one. So awesome. it becomes so much easier. You as a to, matter of fact, it, you have ahead. to program it to do that, right? uh it doesn't take much programming to get to that point you have to put in your email address and it should slave and then you'd have to tell it what your email server is Mm -hmm. like if you have gmail or whatever that's that's not a heavy lift once you integrate that and it goes there it makes it much easier to follow when they texted when they emailed and when they put it anywhere Um, okay
1: so so Number one is to in this process is to use it as uh, a contact list and you can integrate it into your emails
0: mm-hmm. so that
1: that um, automates being able to have a look back with clients. Okay, then the next one is calendar.
0: Correct. And then and what was the third calendar?
1: What was the third one?
0: The third one, I would uh, start using tasks. So with the calendar, if I had a task or a contact like Lucy Dumas, what I could do is is set up a contact that, hey, next time the imaging is happening, I want to hang out with her. So I could put on their imaging, hang out with Lucy. Or I could say, um, next year, um, when speakers are coming through Tennessee, I could put a task in there that says, hey, uh, make sure I watched Lucy Dumas when um, I... So starting to put tasks in there. Okay. uh, That's when each step that we're doing has exponential additional value. Right. And then what's the fourth one? A fourth one would be coming up with action plans. So instead of just one task at a time, if you notice that you have a repetitive series of um, actions that you do, and examples after you are done with the customer, I mentioned that I do Facebook with them, uh, befriend them on Facebook, ask for a testimonial, and you can spread it out on certain number of days that at day zero, I send out a thank you card. Uh, so right after I deliver, I send a thank you card. Seven days later, they should have gotten the thank you card. I asked for a testimonial again. Got it. And then it okay, just rolls so, out from there. Yeah.
1: Now as action plan, because I started with uh, when I used 17 hats for a while. So I entered the customer information and then a workflow. I I thought about okay from the first contact. What are all the things I do or should do? So is that what you mean by action plan is the workflow?
0: Exactly. So if you can think of each of those touch points, each of those actions that you can do something that would be repetitive, then you don't ever have to remember to do them again. I just can't remember to do anything. I'm such a space cadet. Hmm. If I didn't have the CRM, I wouldn't be able to run a, a business. Yeah.
1: For me, the value in that was... Um, because once I get a photography client, I, they kind of sit in my mind and I know what I need to do next, but I will drop out some of those things that actually help the business such as, and is the right thing to do. Like thank you notes, timely, uh, a thank you gift calling three months later, calling six months later some of those little extras that make a difference. And so when I came up with a workflow and put those those things that are optional, like it's not optional to edit and order the prints and deliver, but sending that thank you, uh, putting it on a workflow with a checklist definitely helped me get that done. And especially in working with, with um you know, have somebody that comes in helps me with the physical actions of my business. Uh, then I would be like, okay, I need to send thank you cards to these four people. So, or when I got a new client, they would address four thank you cards and put it in their in their magazine folder so that when it was time to send one out. There was the card, it was all readdressed. I just needed to put a stamp on it and write a nice little note. So yeah, systems, I like it. Uh, do you watch um, Marcus Lemonis on The Prophet?
0: I don't believe so.
1: Oh, he is. He goes into businesses. It's really good. It goes into businesses and that should be doing great and are failing. And he helps them, uh, and he's not always successful, but he helps them um, make their businesses better. And he always talks about the three Ps, people, and then process, and then product, and that those three are the cornerstone. So, um,
0: yeah. And out of, out of those three, the people, every photographer is going to do. The product everybody's going to do so that doesn't set you apart from any other photographer, but a process does right. If you remember to send the thank you cards if you remember to ask for a testimonial, if you do all the things that make the experience more than just the moment of photography, the everything before setting them up having them uh, happy afterwards, helping their business out through social. Um, yeah. All
1: that good stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I'm ready to talk about referral marketing. And I admitted to to Colby that I've never been real consistent at a successful, wait, not never. When I did weddings, I got oodles more than 50% of my clients were from referrals. They would be from the brides. They would be from other photographers and they would be from vendors. I cultivated relationships with vendors. I made friends. I sent them work. I stayed in touch. We went to lunch, all of that good stuff. In the portrait world, um, I was not as consistent. And so I'd love to dive into that because I know that's an area that uh, you've, now that we know how you keep in touch with people, can you talk about uh, what your plans are
0: okay, so um, to build referrals, I think there's uh, I'd like to even sort of go back before the process comes yes um, I feel like that there are you mentioned the three ps I feel like there's four cornerstones of building a referral business and the first one and and I hate to be a little bit crass um, but you can't suck <laughs> I mean, if you do bad work, and you do bad service, referral marketing is the last thing in the world you should do. So I've, I've got a great story on this. When I was a younger man, uh, I was driving down the road, and I saw this uh, uh, pretty lady on the side of the road, and uh, her uh, hood was up, and there was fire billowing out from the engine i'm like well this is weird so i jump out and then i take the uh, battery um, cable off because the alternator was on fire and uh she said would you dri- uh or drive me back and i said yeah no worries at all where where are you going The used cars uh, lot i mean <laughs> If you're, if you're selling bad products, you can imagine she's never going to hire that, uh, go back there or buy anything from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think of, um, it doesn't mean that you have to be the best. Um, you don't have to be the greatest. I, I think of another thing, Star Trek. If you watch the two shows where the old Star Trek and the new generation came together, they have the two what is it called? The two captains, or not the two captains, engineers in the, uh, what is it called? Engine room. And one is saying, um, it's going to take, Scotty is saying, it's going to take three hours to get that done. And then the new engineer, LaFord, said, that's going to take 20 minutes. But then uh, Scotty looks back at him and says, how can I be a hero if I do it in an hour? And I told him 30 minutes if I tell him three hours. So a lot of that is not so much that you're the best but you just set expectations that you can exceed mm. if i if i think i can deliver an image in 2 days i want to tell them 7 days right. so then when if uh, things go slow i do it in 4 hours so making sure that you provide a referral or testimonial worthy experience doesn't mean you're the best it just means you ex- exceed what you've set up.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I find um, now in this day with digital where you can deliver something a lot more quickly, one of the first mistakes that a lot of new photographers um, seem to do that get them in that trouble with disappointed clients is that they uh, their prediction is the best case scenario time If they have nothing else in their life and no other clients. So, like you said, like I, you know, my goal is to get this all delivered in seven days. Well, if you, so for me, I say, because wall portraits are my jam, as people who listen know, um, I tell them eight to 12 weeks, depending on what you order, because I have a process where I order proofs from my lab. I let them uh, finalize the color balance for me because I am so picky, I can't even please myself. Um, and I've asked Dirk at Mid South Color Lab, Am I the pickiest person about color at the lab? And he's like, You are. And we like that about you. So I get proofs, I get a work print um, before I go to print. So when the work comes back, it's 99% the way i want it but it all takes time because i have to edit then i have to order the proofs then they come back and then i look at them and then I, you know it's a journey and it's always the the order that i promise a date that's the one where everything goes haywire so mm, yeah. better to be the hero i really like your illustration with was it sulu
0: wait uh it was uh scotty oh, and LaFord. yes scotty
1: um mm. I like that illustration that over uh, under promise and over deliver. So yeah, we can't suck. The work has to be decent. We have to be nice. We have to follow through, complete the tasks, uh, you know, have a consistently good product and personality and, and yes. Okay. So number one of cornerstone, we can't suck. What's number two.
0: Uh, Number two is to crystallize in their mind what they like about you. So the challenge with somebody giving you a testimonial or a referral is they know what to say. And if you just do the session, you uh, deliver the images, and they don't really formulate the idea of what they like, then it's harder for them to convey that further. So that Mm. crystallization. So a lot of places you can do that. As a matter of fact, the main place I do that is immediately after the shoot. Immediately after the shoot, I stop and say, and it sort of depends, I'm just gonna throw one out, is what did you think about the images? And uh, I can do that in my sessions because I'm a volume shooter. I'll go into a company and photograph 80 headshots and I'm doing on-site display. They find the image they want. So I'm able to, in many scenarios because they've been seeing what I've shot. Uh, This may not apply exactly to that, but at the end of the day, I'll ask whoever my contact is, what do you think about the images? Or if I want people to pay more attention to the process, I might say, what did you think about the process? So there is a little bit of Houdini of asking the question so they crystallize what they love about you in the direction you Mm -hmm. want. That might be a little bit more advanced, but to ask, why did you like me? Why Mm -hmm. did you like me? Because if anybody else asks, why did you like them? They already have it in their mind. They don't have to come up with it. Hey, you can give me a gold star. you already had a gold star.
1: (laughs) Because yesterday's guest, uh, Jonathan Gibbons, uh, Mm -hmm. which will actually be a week in between and not yesterday. um, Mm -hmm. He said he started listening to my podcast and he loves it. And I said, oh, thank you. So what do you especially appreciate about it? What do you like about it? And so then he crystallized and said, he likes this conversational style rather than a lecture. And he said a few other really nice things that made me feel good. And what I guess I did is I also gave him a clarity that he could share with somebody. Oh, you need to listen to the profitable photographer and Lucy because this, this, and this, is that what you're talking about?
0: Exactly.
1: Ding, ding, ding. And Uh, it just
0: gold stars,
1: two gold stars. Now, Here's a little, just a life hack. Whenever you compliment someone or tell them why, or whenever you say, I love you, or I really like you, um, you know, this is a parenting tip, a romance tip, a friendship tip, is people love to hear what it is, not just I appreciate you, but Colby, I appreciate you because you are consistently friendly. You make me feel like I'm someone you really like and want to spend more time with. And you have such a warm personality. Now, isn't that richer than Colby? I really appreciate you.
0: Uh, Definitely. You get three gold stars now. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you.
1: And we do that with our clients and just, you know, a little, um, I don't know, personal aside is I know now as an adult that my dad loved me beyond words. And he would say, I love you, but I never felt it as much as I should have because he was quieter. He's more of an introvert. But if he had said, you know, I just love how you did this, or like if I knew more what he observed, then I probably would have dated less jerky Men, <laughs> married, yeah. divorced, things like that. So, anyway, mm-hmm. that's just a little, little, little life lesson that also comes into play with our clients. And so what I love about being self employed is that we learn from our life, which improves our business, and our business grows and teaches us, which also then gives us better tools to be our best self in life. So, anyway, little Definitely. segue. I love it crystallize in their mind what they Mm -hmm. like about us is that so number three
0: um so that would be uh, also something that's systematizable so you can have yourself reminded at your session ask them why they like it and then after a while you'll just come up with it so that's Um, still number two that would be still number two okay um number three is systematizable as well as ask for it so ask for a testimonial, ask Ooh. for a referral, uh, because one uh, they had the experience, they liked it, they told you you that they liked it, and that's a great time to hit the uh, hit it quick on asking for a testimonial and a referral. So crystal, uh, not sucking, um, crystallizing it, and then an ask. Uh, That's why every ad has uh, an ask. It's trying to motivate and move them. So how do you ask? When do you ask? Okay. So uh, for me, uh, immediately after they say something in the session, positive, and not every time. I I live in the South, so the majority of them will say something um, positive. Bless your heart. (laughs) Bless if you couldn't hear it in my voice. Um, (laughs) But every now and again, I have somebody that I've met their expectations. They'll say, well, this is about what I expected. If they say that, I don't do it. But immediately afterwards, I say, well, I hope that you'll give me a testimonial. And then at the end, usually you always want a why before or after an ask. So I I say, I would love a testimonial because it's so important for small businesses like mine. Mm. Because oftentimes they're a small business. I used to say boutique, a studio but I'm trying to connect with them. That right. would be one thing. Another time that I ask is again, um, I'm more of a commercial photographer delivering digital images. As I deliver them, I have a link right there asking for a testimonial. Uh, so they have another opportunity. delivers se- Sorry, digital, d- 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 digital delivery. Correct. So okay. I do, they use my images for ads. And if I gave them a print, they can't, embedded in their ads. So it's just the nature of my style of photography. Right.
1: So as you deliver it, you ask for the testimonial. In, in, in the, the same email. email. Mm. Okay.
0: So it's in the template email. And then it, it sends them straight to where they can do a testimonial. I've got some software in between it uh called Bright Local. Ah. Um, and then if they don't give me one then, then seven days later after they got a thank you card. Uh, then I ask again in a different way. It's a direct ask for an email. The email is only for the testimonial. Um, and then I do another one at 14 days if they haven't given me the other two. Uh-huh.
1: So you're consistent. with I'm very that. consistent. Yes. It, it,
0: to me, it's uh, the last one is borderlines on too much. Um, but the value of a testimonial uh, posted on Google is so important and I'm willing to push a little bit more than I'm comfortable just because the value, if they do, which a lot of them do.
1: Yeah, that's going to be my next question is where are they going to put those testimonials? So you do a link to your Google.
0: Uh, what's it called? Like- uh, it, it used to be uh, Google uh, My Business. Now I think they've uh, changed it just like a month ago to uh, Google Places or Google they just changed the name of it. So that's one place I'll ask for it. Another place that I'll ask for it is the second one is Facebook because I'd rather to be higher in the search engine optimization when they search for me than in Facebook. But if they don't have a a Google account, they may have a Facebook account. Okay. So I have both of the links there so that they can choose either one.
1: So this is in your, on your page, your Facebook
0: page. Uh, correct on your business uh, page there's a place where they can give you reviews so i'll have a link that goes to that directly because i don't want to put any hurdles in between them clicking that link and doing the testimonial i do have some vetting software before it says rate me one to ten and if they rate me under an eight i don't send them um it does a delay before it's a little bit complicated. So there's software that does reputation management that I'm using.
1: Ah, and I had a, You don't
0: have to use that.
1: You don't have to use what?
0: Uh, that uh, software. I used to just send them an email, it was just a template and say, hey, leave me a review here. Ah. But now I've got a little bit more complicated system. I'm now, what do you
1: do if someone leaves a bad review?
0: Okay, so I haven't had that. Well, yes, I have. I've had two in um, Facebook. Uh, Neither of them were um, customers. So what you do is you have to take a breath. Do Uh not respond right out of the gate because uh, everybody, especially where we're creatives, it is a part of us what we're providing. Right. And then if you hear something negative, I think it hurts a little bit more than someone who's selling um, used cars. Right. Um, So take a breath and then you don't really respond to them. You respond to everybody who's going to read that review. They're going to go to that one star review or whatever star review, and they're going to read their mint, whatever they say, and you're responding to everybody else. So you don't um, criticize, you don't um, anything negative, just try to, no excuses. So in this particular two instances, I mentioned that um, I don't see where um, we've ever worked together before. Um, I said it looks like this is a new account. Um, if I failed you in any way in the photography, please reach out because I want to make it right, Mm. but I'm unaware of us working together. And and I Mm. don't know the exact, and I think that's what I started with. If there's anything that I could help to make it right, please reach out to me. I don't see any, um, reference of where we work together. Um, please reach out to me and you try to pull it offline. Don't do it in the, um, what is it called? The testimonial section. See if they'll call you, email you or direct message you.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, on Yelp, um, back when that was where a lot more action happened, uh, I got a negative from the teenage daughter of the mom who hired me. And the mom was very happy and, you know, beautiful teenage girls sometimes are harder on themselves and harder to get them to be happy about themselves in photographs. And um, my first move was a little explanation. So I think you're, I think, I think you're the, what can I say? Anyway, I referenced to you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I know your mom was very happy with this. So that made it a little bit more of a context. And if she wants to reach out to me, that would be great. Um, And then I reached out to both of them on the side and said, you know, I know maybe there was some frustration and maybe you don't realize that this is, I'm a small business and something like this can uh, affect my income. So, you know, if there's any way you'd consider taking it down, I would appreciate that. And they did.
0: So uh, a a couple of thoughts on that. I saw a stat stat just yesterday that, and I don't know why it's such a variable, but they said the average one-star review will cost the business $900 to $3,000 per year. I don't know how they came up with that, but it doesn't surprise me. Um, if you do ask them to change a rating, um, I have heard that they will will sometimes will reach out and put it into the testimonial thread that you ask them to change that. So that is right.
1: who put, who puts it in the testimonial
0: thread, uh, the dissatisfied client. So the dissatisfied, they're unhappy. They give you one star. Ah. So you want to you be careful offline with that. Be, be careful with that. But um, I've done the same thing.
1: Yeah. It, it, this was just because with Yelp, you can take it down. Can you take mm-hmm. it down on, on Facebook?
0: Uh, ah. I'm not sure about Facebook. I know you can't on Google. You, uh, and you couldn't on Facebook a while back because these two that I got were negative. They were brand new accounts just a brand new account. All yeah. of a sudden, the only thing it did was give me a negative review. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, right. Now I reported it, but they're still there.
1: Yeah. Oh, well,
0: and then we'll had- see
1: it and they don't, anybody that I would want to work for has half a brain and can see that there's a lot of great reviews and this one, you know, you didn't even work with them. So, okay. So we were asking for referrals, asking to say something positive. So your main referral place that you're asking is online, as opposed to oh, sharing with friends.
0: So testimonials, okay, that boy- Oh, testimonials, that. that's right.
1: Okay, that's where we are, so ask for testimonials. I do-
0: so when they do, um, when I deliver the images, a lot of my clients are using it in their work. So there's no opportunity for them to give me a credit. It'd be inappropriate. It would be weird. And they just couldn't accommodate. When I do do um, headshots for people on delivery, I do ask them to tag me when they um, post it. And then part of my follow up, because I've got those um, action plans, is that I befriend them on Facebook. So once they post it, I immediately, even if they don't tag me, I'll jump in there and chime in. I'm glad you like the portrait.
1: Right, Um, right, right, right. So um, what's number four?
0: uh, Number four is uh, stay in front of them because they won't refer you if they forget about you. They had a wonderful experience because you didn't suck. You crystallized why you uh, why they loved you. Um, and then you've asked saying, hey, this is something I would like. But then if you disappear, they'll forget that. So that's just a matter of staying in front of your clients. Basic sales is staying in front of your client. I do that. It used to be I did it through calls, but that's more intrusive uh, today. Now I'm doing it through either newsletters or through um, a social media. Social media has made a client follow-up a breeze because mm. they want you to like their post. They want you to amplify their business message. It's become so much easier. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I have a friend who she just was very consistent. She's not big on social media, but very consistent at calling, she's a portrait photographer, doing high-end wall portraits and she has a system where she calls everyone that she'd like to work with again every 6 months just to say hello. And twice a month she goes to lunch or coffee or sometimes dinner, depends, but she she hangs out with people and she's fortunately she's lives in her ideal community uh for me i'm in a fun and funky downtown san diego neighborhood and most of my families that i've worked with over the years are about a half hour north either on the coast or inland so harder to regularly go for coffee and take people to lunch without you know half a day because uh, with traffic it can be Mm -hmm. an hour and a half each way anyway and she hardly had to market she did her charity auctions and then she just really stayed visible to those people and didn't even stay visible to ask for repeat the people would just organically say, "Hey, we were thinking about having a new one." So, yeah, yeah staying visible. I like that.
0: And I think it depends on um, your your audience. Right. So if you're a higher end, she can afford to put that kind of money and time and effort. If every job that I do is ten thousand to twenty thousand, I can really dedicate a lot of time. Again, I'm more volume, so I have to be able to do it scalable. Right. To do this type of um, customer interaction. uh, They're not expecting anybody at my scalable size, uh, or or my size and my delivery to stay in front of them. And then again, the newsletter, social media, and I do do emails of asking if people want additional work. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's usually the companies that are doing 80 headshots. Every quarter, I'll ask them, do you need any additional ones? Because they do.
1: At the same time, it's not the only time they get anything from you. Right. So you're visible. So it's not just always ask, 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 ask. It's a multi-layered uh stay in their top of mind. And then the I've occasional been, ask is not told, seen as too salesy.
0: Correct. I've been told to give twice before you ask. Mm. Give, give, ask. Mm-hmm. Give, give, ask. That that is a Uh, a a marketing angle that will play.
1: So how often do you think a newsletter is useful?
0: Um, So it just depends on your demographics. So what I do is, is again, I'm very systematized. Uh, I have um, editors that help me. I'm, again, uh, dyslexic. So I do a blog post once a week. And then every two months, I grab four of those or three of those eight blogs and just put it in a newsletter. Mm-hmm. With the systematization of it, the uh, the newsletters are very easy. Mm. So I do every two months.
1: Mm. And one of my friends does the most fun, light, interesting newsletter once a month with the great, it's always oh, June, you're the promise of everything. You know, the, the title is something that you can't help but click on. And it, it's just, um, I always read it and and I bet her clients just absolutely love it and say, oh, you know, you need to get on this person's email list because these are so great. So it used to be, do you know Bruce Hudson?
0: not off the top of my head i may know him but just the name may not be he's
1: in washington state and he's one of the best high-end family portrait photographers and the best he's got a book called relationography Hmm. he used to teach the value of relationships and a lot of what we're talking about now and he always did quarterly newsletters that they were these jam-packed three-page things that were fantastic and always seemed impossible to do for me and what's so nice now with you know the technology that we have is that I think maybe you agree maybe you disagree that a newsletter isn't something that's like this big heavy thing that people have to Go get a cup of coffee and sit down and read. It's a it, it's a little hello with some interesting, uh, cl- cl- possibly clickable things. Is that am I
0: so, it, thoughts on that? So, the way I look at a newsletter is the majority of people are only going to read the headline to the email. The vast majority will read that. So you need um, a big bang effort, like you said, having those real. Great headlines. So most people will only read it and never even open your newsletter. So that's where I focus a lot of benefit, uh, asking, visibility, there's Colby's photography email, and then it has that um, headline. There's still a good percentage of my clients that and it all tracks that I use MailChimp. Um, And it'll track who opened it and how many times they opened it. And then when they open it, I try to have the biggest benefit to them content on the top. And then as they scroll down, the more benefit to me. Um, An example is, usually I'll do a three pack one is uh, answering common client questions. Uh, So I get the same questions all the time. So the first pack is usually a picture around that question and then a question, a small little bit of information, and you can click it and it goes to the blog. The next one is usually a um, testimonial from a client. So it's got the picture, then the client testimonial, click it, and it goes to the blog talking about that. Last one is usually news about me. The Mm -hmm. newest one uh, recently, actually, this one was on the top because I was voted uh, best photographer commercial photographer, and in the in a, in a local competition. Woo-hoo. So the first one was, thank you for your votes. The headlines were, thank you for your vote. And the next uh, pack was, um, you're helping my business succeed. So mm-hmm. it's a thank you for what you've done. And the thing is, is did all of them vote for me? No, just maybe 1% of them. Um, but um, that goodwill, that community mindset is what got me. And I want to thank everybody for their support to my business. Mm.
1: I love it. I feel much more confident about how to get referrals. Hope, mm-hmm. hope you, the listener in whatever country you're in, uh, Colby, we're at 80 countries now, so excellent. pretty, 80. pretty surprising to know that they're you know it's really one world and and these principles work in every community every you know everyone's like well that won't work in my area because i'm too big i'm too small i'm too medium people are cheap People, there's too many photographers blah, blah, blah. yeah but all those people are not doing this right and there are people everywhere who want what you offer we just have to know how to uh Help them find us and say yes. Yes?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And consistently do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So I have two questions for you. Uh Uh-oh. Before we sign up, the first one's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we get in touch with you? And why would we want to? (laughs) I know why Um, we'd want to, but how do we get in touch?
0: uh, I'm everywhere. So if you go to LinkedIn, if you go to Facebook, if you go to any of those, uh, you may want to just see what I'm doing in marketing. So I watch other photographers that are have strong social campaigns. And I I think I do. If you don't, I'd love to hear you uh, direct message me, don't put it in my feed. Love to hear anybody's suggestions. Uh, So one is just follow me socially, you'll see the work that I do. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you Google Colby's photos and videos. I'll be the top on there. You can see examples of my work. You can reach out all my contact information there. Anything that, like I said, I engage in the photographic community and I try hard to give back from what I've gained so much from. Mm -hmm. And I may not gain from any one individual, but as a community, I've gained back to where um, if there's something I can help you with, as long as it's, you know, not going to drain me down. If you've got some questions, hour uh, talk, I don't mind to at all. I had a call just today. Somebody got a brand new camera. What camera club should they go to? And I knew where to go for what mm. they were looking for. Cool. Um, so anything I could help.
1: Okay. And all those links are going to be in the show notes. So, uh, if you're listening on a program that doesn't have show notes, you just go to, Uh, the profitable photographer podcast.com or Lucy Dumas coaching and you'll see the tab and then you'll see his links. Okay. So last question Um, Mm -hmm. either you have a choice. Is there something that you haven't shared that you'd be like, Oh, I wish I'd remembered to talk about this or mention this, or is there something you'd like to leave us with kind of an overview or what's your last word here at Colby?
0: Um, so what, I guess, for my business and, and my approach, and, and I think you're exactly right, that I think the average creative is just all over the place. And if my success, I don't want to just project that on other people, my success has been based on consistency through habits. And I am just not able to make the same decision again, and again, I have to build a habit and some consistency. If you have any means, if it's through a CRM, or if it's a whiteboard, or if it's sticky notes, as long as it's effective for you, work towards consistency, then you only have to think about doing it once, as opposed to coming up with a brilliant idea all the time. Just come up with that brilliant idea once and apply it consistently. Then if you think of another brilliant idea, or if I hear it at Imaging USA, or I listen to Lucy Dumas, and I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I don't have to remember it. I don't have to come up with it. All I have to do is apply it consistently.
1: Mm, Thank you. Well, stay tuned, everyone, for my quick wrap-up, as usual. And Colby... It's been a delight to spend another hour kind of mining the gold that's in your brain. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was such a fun conversation. And if you want to hear more from Colby, you can look back to, we figured out it was the end of 2020, maybe November, somewhere around there. And we talked more in depth about marketing. So just a reminder, if you want to be someone on my private group list, go to the profitable photographer.com in Facebook and the same um, profitable, the profitable photographer pod in Instagram. Okay. So we talked today about the importance of consistency Uh, having good habits, setting things up that are repeatable. We talked about how to create a process and how the cornerstone of any activity, especially with marketing or with referrals, is uh, repetition, doing the same thing over and over again. He uses uh, CRMs, Customer Relation Management, And so we might look into that. Um, Let's see. And then I felt a little overwhelmed thinking about how do you set that all up? So we went through a step-by-step first work on your contact list, aka use it as a Rolodex. And then when you're comfortable with that, then create a calendar and let that help you. And then the next step after that is to use the task management part of a CRM and then have action plans and automate those. So that helped me feel like we could eat that elephant a bite at a time rather than a fire hose of of everything to do all at once. And then I really appreciate a deep dive into how we build referrals. And so his number one thing is we can't suck. In other words, do professional work. Doesn't have to be the most life award-winning, incredible work, but have good, consistent work. Be a nice person. Deliver on our promises. Don't suck. Number two, help them crystallize in their mind what they like about us. And I thought that was a powerful thought. Then number three was ask for referrals. And he's got a system where step-by-step, if they say something positive, he asks for the testimonials. Um, He, when he delivers product, because he does digital with his commercial photography, ask for it in email and ask again and ask again. And number four was staying visible newsletters, Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to throw in LinkedIn as well. And his last word was that if we create habits, that is how we can be consistent. So just one time saying, I'm going to um, do a a three thing to-do list every morning. Well, if we do it twice, and then not again, and then try to remember, we're not being consistent. We're not creating a habit. And it, we didn't talk about this, but it takes 21 days to make or break a habit, according to psychologists and brain study people, (laughs) whatever they are, brain scientists, 21 days. So if there's something that you're really intentionally wanting to create as a habit, Or break. Make a decision to do it every day for 21 days, and mark it on your calendar. And if you if you miss some days, start again. So, thank you again for listening, and I'm excited to see who else we're gonna get to know in 2022. And let me know who you'd like to hear, or if you'd like to be on the show as a guest. I'm open to you being a guest to share your expertise, or if you would like a coaching call that is recorded and posted as an episode, I'm opening up some spaces for that. So just let me know, stay in touch and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week, month, year, all that good stuff. Bye for now.